Welcome to the Conscious Business Leader Show. I'm Anna Choi, founder and CEO of Conscious Business Coaching, helping high achieving business leaders prevent burnout to grow in flow. Our firm empowers the next generation of global leaders who will cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness. Join us for the end of the show where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing business inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Ready? Let's go. So today we have Sari Gilman with us. Thank you for joining us, Sari. Thank you, Gabby. It's great to be here with you. Thank you. It's great to have you. So I noticed there are a few things, many things you offer and bring to the table. Why don't you start by telling us about who you are and what's included in your brand as Sari Gilman? I am a licensed psychotherapist. I've been in practice for 35 years, and I'm also an author, and I teach workshops really with a focus on boundaries and overwhelm recovery. Okay. So, and you just mentioned boundaries. I also noticed, uh, tell us about your Transform Your Boundaries online course that you offer. Well, I feel like people really need a place where they can get everything all at once to work on your boundaries. Mm Because if you are working on your boundaries, which really everyone would be doing these days, because since the pandemic, we've been in a state of boundary collapse. Mm -hmm. And everyone has had to refigure everything in their lives. And your boundaries are your yes and your no. Mm -hmm. And when we're in a state of boundary collapse, you're rebuilding everything. And in the Transform Your Boundary course, I used to teach this traveling and teaching on the road, and I'm not going to be teaching on the road anytime soon. So I took all the classes that I teach and I put it together in one course so that people can do it at their own pace at home and get everything they need because boundary development takes time. Mm-hmm. And I really want people to have their questions answered and to get every step of the journey to develop their boundaries. And it's so important because having your boundaries kind of influences every aspect of your life. Yes, it's you, you use them in every relationship. You use them your entire life long and you use them to make every decision. You exactly. use them all day long. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, people sometimes say to me, you know, my boundaries aren't very good or everything feels really confusing and murky these days in my life. And things have gotten really confusing since the pandemic. Right. Um, it's harder to get clarity around your priorities, around um, what you need to attend to. And when you work on your boundaries, you get that clarity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so you kind of, t- right. And so you kind of touched base on it a little bit, but boundaries are very specific as far as to focus on to help customers. What was, what's the story of how you decided to specifically focus on coaching people to have their boundaries? Yeah, there's definitely a story here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to hear in, it. The, in my work years and years ago, um, I, I ended up running a nonprofit and founding a nonprofit that helped homeless kids and it's called Cocoon House and is a teen shelter. And um, in working with homeless kids and running a grassroots nonprofit, learning as I went all the way about social activism, I found myself um, getting very traumatized after Mm -hmm. 10 years of listening to very traumatic stories from the kids. And 
I felt also exhausted. I kept going to see my doctor because I was so tired. And one day, it was back in the day when doctors had folders with your file in it, none <laughs> of the tech stuff we have now. Right. And the doctor, who I had been seeing for all 10 years, left the file folder on my table and went out of the room. Of course, I wanted to look at the file folder. And I opened it up. And I looked at the date visit that I was in that day. And it said, exhausted in really big letters. So I flipped back, visit before, exhausted, exhausted. Once again, she's tired. And I realized that my entire folder was filled with me going to the doctor saying, I'm so exhausted, I can't even wow. stand up. Can I just lay down on this table and sleep for a bit? And I realized that I needed to work on healing and recovering my own boundaries mm -hmm. in my work. And so I eventually left that position. And I began a couple of years of doing some really hard soul searching work on my boundaries on what was a yes for me and what was a no for me and making decisions that were very heartbreaking to like make these choices in my life, but I had to start making them and I had to give up certain things and I had to be willing to take the consequences of other things. And I had to be willing to get brave and start speaking my truth. And then as I worked with people in my private practice, I realized that most people come to therapy are kind of struggling with their own yeah. yes and no's. Like, what should I say yes to? What do I want to say no to? And I realized that I had started creating a map that worked for people. I live in a really tiny town. It's mm -hmm. two blocks long. I mean, it's a <laughs> tiny town. Yeah. And in my tiny town, you know, if you don't help people in your therapy, they won't come back to you. Mm -hmm. And so you'd have no business. So the idea that I've had a business for decades in this town as a therapist speaks to whether or not the work helps. And people kept coming to me and saying, you know, that thing that we did 10 years ago in therapy, it still helped with boundaries. Wow. And um, I thought, well, I should write this down, what this map is, and um, start teaching it to other people if there's interest. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that there's just been interest from all around the world, really, on how do we really grow our own boundaries? I never tell people, here's where your boundaries are supposed to be. Mm. It's the act of really respecting that each of us has our own wisdom inside. You have your own compass for your yes and no. And my job is to help you listen and trust that compass. Wow. I love that. I'm excited. I love that a lot because I just know being younger it's just those boundaries and learning in so many transitional times in my life it's just so easy to forget that and I think also because our boundaries change as we get older and learn things as well yes yeah. yes these are movable things and they're negotiated in all relationships mm -hmm. and so you really have to have a little bit of you know courage to stand by your boundaries and to also learn how to trust your boundaries when you're when you're younger and you're really starting out with you know how dare i say no to this great mm -hmm. opportunity that maybe was offered to you and then maybe you realize but it's not the right time for me right. or it's not something i really want to do and you start realizing that you can trust that compass inside mm -hmm. you know as a psychotherapist i don't have the answer for people's lives what I have 
is I have the ability to tune in and listen to your compass. So when you sit across from me in therapy, the only way I can work with total strangers is I know that you have a compass for getting through life. And my job is to help you trust it and to help you hear it. So I'm just tuning in to your compass and saying, oh, you really want to do this. Well, that sounds wonderful. Like you should trust this because Mm -hmm. your boundaries are only trying to take care of you. Right. So it's almost like it's already in them. It's not like you're discovering this new thing. It's that conversation to make them realize it's already there. And to already there. It's already there. Most people don't trust Mm. the wisdom that they're hearing from inside. Yeah, I can imagine. I do. I trust that in everybody. And I use that as my guidance in therapy with people. So I trust that thing that's inside of you, oftentimes more often than you trust it. Mm -hmm. And I teach people how to trust that. And so I also teach them how how that thing works, (laughs) how that compass works. Right. And maybe to know when, is it still maybe a struggle for some clients to know when to trust it and when it's more like doubt, doubting themselves and you have to ignore it? Is that something customers sometimes, clients sometimes struggle with? Yes. People struggle with that all the time, especially people that are leaders and leaders in business, Mm. right? Because you have to make some really big choices along the road. And we know that every choice has consequences. And so so I teach people to really think about the consequences and which ones that they're willing to take. But most entrepreneurs have a sense of listening to their instincts. Mm -hmm. Um, But the issue is, is that they end up often getting overloaded with too much on their plates, right? Mm -hmm. And don't know how to take some things off. Right. And realize that they need to focus their attention and pick a lane and kind of stay in that lane because when they get overloaded is when leaders really struggle and then they get overwhelmed. And then the only way to deal with the overwhelm is to come back and begin to deal with the boundaries again. And most entrepreneurs get overwhelmed pretty quickly Mm -hmm. once they are successful. Um, I have, in addition to my private practice, I have a whole business where I am teaching people these skills and doing workshops. And I work, like right now, I was, I'm being contracted to work with like a five-state region on okay. understanding overwhelm recovery and boundaries, right? So I, I bring this work to lots of people. And, um, you know, what uh, the people that I admire so much are the entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. But if you if you are successful, you're very vulnerable to getting overwhelmed yeah. by your own success. Right, so, those expectations and everything now too for yourself. Right? And so then <laughs> we, have to set, <laughs> we have to set our boundaries. Like one of the very simple boundaries I have is on weekends, I don't go on social media. Mm period. I might need to uh, start doing that. <laughs> Full stop. It's a boundary that's really nice for me because mm-hmm. when I am on social media, a lot of my connecting is about work-related tips that help people. I do like this one-minute mental health tip for the week. And you okay. know, I put out things on social media that really are just about helping people. Mm-hmm. And on the weekends, it's really nice. I feel like I have more protected sanctuary time for myself and that I'm not really taking in so much because it can start to feel like you're getting inundated, right, Mm -hmm. with input. 
So I have to look at limiting some of the online stuff that I interact with and not getting inundated by it. So I have really tight, tight rules around social media for myself just to protect myself. So boundaries become, you know, they actually become like a survival mechanism if you're really successful. Yes. Yes. Protecting your space and energy is something that is just so easy to take for granted and overlook. But like you said, it's a lifesaver. It really is. Yeah. And your body gives you signals mm-hmm. when you are starting to get overloaded. So I like people to learn what those signals are because mm-hmm. it's different for each person, but you need to know what is your signal that says to you, I'm starting to get overloaded. Mm. And then how do you take things off your plate and how do you give yourself the rest that you need? I'm really big on self-care skills and creating <laughs> self-care plans. I have this... Um, this mystery of knowing journal, which takes people who hate journaling mm. into journaling because there's <laughs> so much research on how much that helps all of us. And of course, I'm a lifelong journaler. Um, but the journal helps you with self-care and boundaries. Mm. Um, because I think these skills are essential for everybody to learn. And most people did not grow up being encouraged to have those skills. Yeah. Like I said, it's something that's definitely not just taught to us in school Mm -hmm. or growing up, that these are things that we really need to do to take care of ourselves and then have continued success in a different way. Yes. Yes. And so all the things that you've mentioned that you do for your clients, which are all amazing things, what would you say then is your favorite client success story? Of all, I'm sure there's lots of clients, but if you can think of one. Oh my God, there are so many, but you know, what, what comes to mind that happens for person after person that I've worked with in this work is people come to me like maybe two years after they've started the journey Mm -hmm. of using my books or taking my online classes or taking the course. And then they reach out to me and they say, I've been doing the work. I've been working on boundaries all over my life Mm -hmm. and my whole life has changed. And it's so much better now. And I'm watching people, particularly now in the pandemic, who struggled a lot with self-care before the pandemic. And we worked on that and really developed those skills. And now I'm watching it hold them in the pandemic. Mm. And that's very rewarding because all, you know, I don't want to do anything that doesn't help people. Of course. So that's my bottom line is whatever I do, I have to know this really genuinely helps people or I'm not putting it out and sharing it in the world. And, you know, it's amazing to see when people feel like they've gone from everybody else is telling them what they need from them and they're overwhelmed with requests and they're not even, there's no, they, they feel like they have no time to take care of themselves in the day. They're not even on their own list, but they're wildly successful. There are people that are, you know, incredibly great at what they do. And when I work with them to see them go through the transformation, that aha reckoning of, oh, I need to protect some space Mm -hmm. in my life and in my work. And applying your nurture. Yes. Nurture and feed myself or it's not sustainable. Any success you have is not sustainable otherwise. Mm -hmm. 
So I think of human sustainability. That's what I'm all about is what yeah. makes us sustain, what makes us feel best. And Make it through. We, yeah. Yeah. And how do we, how do we give ourselves the strengthening skills that will hold us through the tough times? Mm-hmm. And, and I like people to know exactly what they need to do when they're in big boundary challenges. Okay. Most people have no clue, but that's really important to me that people have a sense of, okay, wait, I know what I'm supposed to do here mm-hmm. now. I'm in a big boundary challenge. I'm dealing with a big challenger who's always pushing my boundaries and I know what I need to do. And mm-hmm. That to me is really exciting when people feel like they're off and running with this and they never need to like come back for more, you know, because they've gotten it. I worked with this one, this one person that came to a workshop of mine and um, she said during the workshop, I would give up my life for my job. And she was kind of killing herself on the job. It was very obvious that she was literally in threads she was like threadbare Mm. she had no self-care going and she was exhausted from it like the way I was exhausted going to my doctor I could see myself in her eyes and she and when she said I would kill myself for my job everyone in the workshop stopped and looked at her and it was like a rescue mission (laughs) it's like wait no don't do this well a few years later I got an email from her after her going through the workshop and she said, everything is so much better. And I left that job. And sometimes we need to rearrange and reshuffle our deck. Right. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes we need to leave a job. Right. Go get our norms. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes we need to step back. It's very hard when you've created the company to step away from it. And to say, this is not, I'm not sustainable inside of this. Mm -hmm. So I like people to build companies where they feel that they are sustainable inside of it and that, you know, they're accommodating what they need. So they don't have to get to the point where she got. Mm -hmm. But if you work with people, like if you're a people person and you, and your job is human services or healthcare or any of the businesses where you all of your work is people centered you know that takes a bigger toll on your boundaries than people who don't work with people right so um, it takes more and it's worth investing in yourself to learn the skills cuz they're going to carry you through everything yeah life in so many different aspects and so with all these techniques and things that people can learn from you, what is the best way for people to come in contact with you or just learn more about what you do? I have a website Mm -hmm. and really it's very clear on there. Um, I have how to take the full course. I would love to give your listeners a discount if they're interested in the full course. Okay. Yeah. If you want to take the online course, use friends, F-R-I-E-N-D-S of Sari, S-A-R-R-I, Friends of Sari for the main course that'll give you 20% off. And I would love to hear like how that goes for you. And on my website, if 
if you're looking for training or support for your organization or your business, there's a section for events and trainings. Right now, what I'm doing a lot of for organizations and companies is some ongoing self-care support for their teams, Mm. where we do like fireside chats monthly to have a discussion group Mm -hmm. about your self-care and how you're doing. Because these days, there really isn't that line between your self-care as something you do outside of work Mm -hmm. and later when you go home, people are working from home and they're needing a little more support with that. Right. So I'm doing some programs for teams where, you know, employers really feel like this could help their team be more sustainable, Mm -hmm. especially in the pandemic. And we've come up with some really creative options. So this is a time for all of you listening to be really creative and think about doing some interesting things that maybe your staff team want to do. Maybe they come up with a list of things that they want to do and support, or maybe that's too much and you need to talk with me about ways to develop some things in-house that you could do online with people that would just give everyone a little extra support right now. Mm -hmm. That's going to go a long way in keeping your team healthy and happy. Absolutely. Sari Gilman can be found, like she said, at sarigilman.com. Definitely check out that discount. It sounds amazing. Uh, access to a lot of great information. So thank you, Sari, so much for your words and for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's been great to be here. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Business Leader Podcast. If you're a conscious business leader or entrepreneur who would like to be on the program, please visit annasunchoy.com slash apply. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. And if you do that, tag us with the hashtag Conscious Business Leader. Now, can you also hook us up now to your podcast player and just give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. Your feedback helps us better empower that next generation of global leaders to cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness through being a loving presence. While you're at it, hit the subscribe button. You know why? Because each week you're going to be inspired and energized 15 minutes a day. My name is Anna Choi. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at AnnaSunChoi.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Conscious Business Leader Movement. Mm-hmm.